Hello, this is Lisa Russick and Misty Lore with the podcast. We are all psychic. It's just us today. Misty, how you doing? Good, Lisa. I'm doing good. I got a question for you today, though. What's your question? Already? Already? I have a question. Okay. Okay. Do you think we're all psychic? I do no? think we're all psychic. I do, 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 do. Okay. I, do, I just do. wanted to ask you today. See how you felt Thank about it. Thank you. Okay. I'm not asked very often. I ask myself. I know. <laughs> how about you, Misty? Yeah. Do you think we're all psychic? I think so. Oh, wait. No. I know so. You no, no. I know no. <laughs> yes. That's a yes. A big old yes. That's a big old yes. Um, so, listeners, this is an audio podcast, and Misty is going to introduce the topic with reading an oracle card. So, I have this beautiful oracle deck called Oracle of Mystical Moments. And the author of this is um, Katrin Wellstein. Wellstein? Katrin Wellstein, I think. Is, uh, yeah. I think that's how you say it. I don't know either. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if I said it wrong, I apologize, but it's a beautiful deck. And on the deck, it's got like a big elephant and he's standing on a, um, like a, uh, not a house, but like a mansion type place. And this big balloon is holding all of it up and they're going oh, to the card you have. There. Yeah. Yeah. What's the name of the card? The name of the card is a long way home. And we were actually discussing what we were going to do the podcast on. And we were talking about how people go off on, you know, different journeys to find themselves, different retreats. We were wondering if we should do that on the podcast. And then I drew this card. And um, yeah, you couldn't have yep. said it a better way. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know if we should do. We were talking. I was telling her about the traditional vision quests, listeners. And yes. Listeners, just listeners. Yeah. I almost said and washers. Well, you don't want to see us today. Um, yeah. Or she looks beautiful. So, yeah, listeners, and you probably heard of a vision quest or a spirit quest. And today, if you don't know, on Instagram and Facebook, I post a card of the day almost every day. And today, the card of the day was the Eight of Cups. And for me, the Eight of Cups, and for a lot of people, it can be a spirit quest card. And um, a spirit quest or a vision quest are pretty much the same thing as what Misty just said on that card. And it is what, you know, we're doing in life and we just get lost with our emotions, with what we want, what we need, what we feel like doing. Where are we? We, we go on a vision quest to find out where we want to go next sometimes or find out what's wrong, why we're stuck. Yes. Yes. Why and are we stuck in our life at this point? Yeah. I've never been on a vision, a real official, like an official vision quest. I probably accidentally been on a vision quest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely those to talk about as well. But yeah. Yeah. I haven't so, either. I've never been on a actual quest. I would love to go on one. It would be fun. Um, I'll introduce the topic of this. I had a the first time I heard about what a traditional vision quest is like. I was told by friends of mine in Phoenix to go do it. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, they told me, one of my friends, Roxanne, I've talked about her on the podcast before, told me she went to Peru and she saw a shaman and was with a group of people with this shaman and they drank ayahuasca. And I, if you don't know, ayahuasca is a strong hallucinogen that uh, I don't know how it's made, but if you drink it, you should like, you'll trip for four days, I think it is, like four, four, three or four days you'll trip uh, and hallucinate. And um, at the end of those four days, 
you'll know yourself or find yourself or feel better or be healthy or whatever you're going for. And the shaman guides the group or the person through the, the vision quest. You know, they say they don't, you don't, you know, when you do this, you're out in the woods, you just have your clothes on your back, usually in food and water, and you just let it all go. <laughs> you know, ayahuasca, from what I know, um, when people take it, they, they really trip. I mean, they trip hard. I bet um, they do. I have a friend locally in Alabama who actually made her own ayahuasca once. She had a very high uh, anxiety and she took, I think, Xanax for it or Clonopin or something like that. And she went, she made her own ayahuasca and she had a spirit wow. of her own in her house and she, she quit taking all her psych meds afterward. But, wow. you know, about two years later, a year or two later, she was back on them again. So the, her vision quest didn't stick. That's what I was telling Missy. Like yeah. uh, people, they they go on these vision quests. They feel great afterwards, the, like the kinds where you're guided or you take the ayahuasca. But then about a year or two later, it's like they don't feel that same way. I guess all the crap of the world. Gets yes, it. weighs them down. Yeah. yeah. But you don't have to take ayahuasca to go on a vision quest. No, you don't. You yeah, sure you don't. I've, I've heard of people um, just packing up, you know, never knowing how to hike or anything about hiking and decide that they're going to go on this, you know, weekly hike just to find themselves. Yeah, and they didn't take any drugs at all. I mean, they, they did it all on their own and they found their own spiritual awakening and, and their own true self. And I think that's what it's all about is finding who you are at this point in your life and what is to come next in your life and actually value the things that are important to you. Be grateful. It does help you have gratitude because you feel like, I imagine if you take IP trip for four days, you probably feel like you're dying. You know? Yeah. And you get real yeah. grateful when you're dying. <laughs> you think you're dying. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, so right. That might be part of how it works, but it's also, if you do it without the ayahuasca, I imagine it's more like a, a conscious meditation, a constant conscious meditation of wherever you go, whatever you're doing, however you're doing it. Whatever you're trying to explore within yourself, you're doing it constantly. No break. No. Uh, you can do it like my friend did, just sitting in her house, but she used ayahuasca. Or you could do it like I would, if I were to do a vision quest, I think I would like to go somewhere warm in like a forest by a lake. I'm thinking beachy. Beachy. Yeah, I like a, I like the forest by the lake too and the beach. Both are yeah. really good, you know, but yeah. I probably like to just go and just have a cabin I like, I like the idea of a cabin for some I do too I like that yeah too. and and just like cabin sit, in the woods cabin in the woods not that kind of cabin <laughs> yeah <laughs> good cabin yeah it's not gonna you know no bad trips here <laughs> yeah um that's that's just like I, I figured for me it would be a lot of just sitting around looking at so I, I feel like I'm always on kind of a fishing quest because I know <laughs> I know home. don't we all so the point yeah. is to come home you know from the yeah business, and you feel better yeah about your life and everything that's happening to you so, so what do you think um, that is what what do you think that you know this drug actually does that for people I think it's the near death feeling you do only I don't know though because I've never done it. But that's I know, I, I know. That's, that's just a guess. I we, we should find listeners. If you know, send me an email at lisa at we are all psychic.com and we'll read your response. Um, yeah, I would like to know. Nobody ever sends me emails. Oh, poor Lisa needs an email, guys. Yeah, you do need an email, guys, because we have no guests lined up right now. Oh, <laughs> guests and an email or two. And maybe we, we can all you go have on the a computer. spirit quest. <laughs> yes, we can all go on a spirit quest together on the beach in a cabin. Oh, yes. I'm on the beach. Lots of cabins. Lots of beach. Yes, lots, lots, of water. Of, lots of cabins. Lots of that beach. Would be I fun. have to have my space on this retreat. What is your idea of a, of a 
an ideal spirit quest? What would you, if you were to go on one today, mm-hmm. you said, like you made up your mind and you started packing. <laughs> well, it definitely for me, I mean, I like the idea of a shaman with me. I do like that idea. I do too. Yeah. Um, but for me, I think it would have to be the fact that I would have to go alone. Yeah. Because I think that's my biggest fear is being alone. Oh. You know, I'm constantly in a house full of chaos and you, know, <laughs> you are. I never have my alone time and I love my alone time. Don't get me wrong. I, I cherish it, but I don't have it. And sometimes I think maybe because I'm scared of it. Yeah. So yeah. I think that I would need to face that first. You haven't been alone since you were you ever. Have you ever lived alone? No, I've never lived alone. Yeah. I would love to. No, I'm not going to say that. Not without your. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say that, but I would have loved to have in my past when I had the opportunity, that would have been great. But now it's not, not the right opportunity. <laughs> yeah. You can't leave. I do not yeah, want you're married. You can't really do that, but you no, can't I, want, I don't want to be divorced and I don't want to be widowed and no, I don't want no, any no, no, bad no. negative things. So, no. No. but you can go on a spirit quest or a vision quest. Yes. Or, you know, and what, what would yours be ideally? What would you be trying to find the alone? Like what, what it's like to be alone and, Feeling that fear and then getting rid of it. Getting to know myself more. I think that's what happens when you're alone because you have nobody but yourself. Yeah. Nobody but your own thoughts and, you know, and your own feelings. And I think that's when everybody starts to really grow is when they know themselves, don't you? Yeah. And I think something about the ayahuasca or some kind of psychedelics that might help with a vision quest that could help is that the inhibitions go away. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and people can the ego. The energy and, and commun- the energy is distorted sometimes. I think. When yeah. <laughs> but um, I feel like people can access that consciousness that you need to be able to see energy and work with it uh, easily, you know, with the uh, chemicals or with, with some kind of drug or something, they can get to that. Well, you know, they're, they're trying to do that now, as far as like psych drugs. You yes, know, they are. They're taking they're doing tests and stuff, you know, the Molly, the Molly or. MDMA or uh yeah yeah ecstasy that's what it is they're, they're yeah different. ecstasy yeah um yeah you know a lot of you know soldiers that have PSD you know can um actually use it in a, a comforter a comforter in a comforter on the bed I'd love to use it in a comforter you know, in a comfortable <laughs> environment yes with yes. a comforter <laughs> doctor that's a necessary oh uh, yes vision quest you always have, have a blanket I forgot you have the clothes on your back some food and a comforter yes comforter. <laughs> To you comfort my you. comforter, Misty. I'm scared. Yes. I will me. be your comforter. <laughs> I will be your comforter. <laughs> so, Lisa, what would you, what would your uh, trip be like? I think, you know, I like the idea of the woods, the cabin in the woods. <laughs> but I think what I'd be trying to figure out is where to go from here. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm just kind of stuck. Yeah, well, I, I keep getting sick. So, I'm kind of stuck for that reason, mainly. And uh, I get behind on everything because, you know, I keep getting sick. <laughs> yeah, and, I know that feeling. Yeah. So um, I think I would go to try to figure out why I keep getting sick. But I kind of know. But I would try to find, like, a spiritual way to cope with it. And not, um, eh, crap, I'm sick again. I, 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 and I get in a bad mood. Of course you I'm do. Sick, and I take it out on people sometimes. You know, I don't like yeah. that. That's I get, nice. I get, I feel really intense and dramatic when I'm sick, like with fever, especially. And I had a fever this weekend. Mm-hmm. I had one. I don't anymore. Good. That's <laughs> but, a good. Yeah. Step. Yeah. It's very good. And um, 
it makes my emotions, everything's really intense when I have a fever, you know, it's like, feels like everything is, I'm almost paranoid in a way, you know, because I can't think straight. And so I, I go back to old ways of thinking where I, where I feel secure, you know, thinking, being suspicious that everybody's out to get me is a comfortable place for me on oddly, you know, (laughs) it's not like very comfortable because I got back out of it today, you know, but still uh, not a good place to be though. No, it's not. And, um, but it was an old habitual thinking way of being that made me go back to, you know, that I used to be. And when I felt sick, when I was younger, I was always that way anyway. So I think that's why I go there when I get sick and I can't like temper myself because of the fever, you know, I can't can't clarify my thoughts and my thinking and my emotions and all that. Like I normally could because of the fever. Yeah, I can understand that. A fever is kind of like a vision quest. I mean, it I've is that high. I've had fevers. Yes. Time. And even like um, you, you hear it all the time when people are dying, you know, and they're in their dying stages. They they are tripping and seeing things, you know, yes. is it real? Days. Not, even if know? they're dying for days, you know, right? it's kind of like the same thing. They're they're sick. Yeah. You know? I mean, with a fever, obviously you're going to recover, you know, but for people that are dying, you know, they still get that trippy kind of sense yes. going on to them. Yes. And, and when I've seen people like close to death, they're dying in a hospital or something, not often, like a couple times, they don't seem like they're all the way with us anymore. No, like they're not. They're, they're not only are they often talking and I've seen it and I've heard people talk about this. They're talking to dead relatives and stuff. Yes. I mean, that's people really that aren't there. Yeah. People that aren't there, dead, dead people. And, and yeah. me, that's like, oh, they're seeing spirits. I did have a kind of a near death experience where I saw spirits once and my guides and everything. And then my friend Wendy, she had passed away in 2012 or 11. Like, I can't remember what year. I think it was 2011, 13. Ah, she she came at the end, and I think she saved me um, from dying. But they were they were like the other guides and my family and and everybody. They were like, "Hey, happy to see me." And um, and they told me a whole bunch of things that I can't remember. I wish I'd written it down. But oh I, man, I couldn't. And then um. And then Wendy popped out. She just came out of nowhere and started walking towards me. And then I, I, whatever was going on with my stomach, I've never figured out. It had to do with pancreatitis, but something happened. And it it felt like a big mass of something went through a tube and came out the other side inside my like stomach, like a, like a bile to one of those like, you know, bile ducts. It felt like yeah. it's like foam went through it. But I think it was as a piece of my pancreas because that's what pancreatitis is. It eats itself, your pancreas. Yeah. And it was so painful that I just, I did think I was dying and I just laid there and then the guides came. It was, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't move. And then when Wendy came, it passed through whatever that thing was, that piece of pancreas or whatever going through the bile, whatever happened. Um, right. And then it stopped. I, I just, all together, I just got better like that. That's and awesome. yeah, it was weird. And um, I got out of that. I'm trying to think like, I felt a lot of gratitude, but at the time, this gets kind of personal, but it, my husband didn't do anything. He just laid there when I was happening to me and he didn't touch me or look at me. He didn't touch me. He just sat there, didn't say anything and um, didn't call hospital, didn't do anything. I was going to say, he didn't even call 911 or? No, he just laid there. And it was about 10 minutes that I was laying there like that. Was he like in shock or was no. he just? I don't know. I, I was dying. Yeah, that's true. I, I just you know were he really wasn't doing. Attention. I just know a- after I came out of it, he didn't do anything. 
you know? And I just started thinking like after that, I mean, I told him what happened because it was so crazy and uh, he didn't really care. I don't think, but it made me realize this person doesn't really care about me. Yeah. Or it doesn't in a way that I need them to, (laughs) you know, wanted me to die. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's, but when I came out of that, it it gave me um, like a real determination to get better. So when it happened again, the next day I did go to a hospital and that passing through the spirits came again, but not as intensely at the hospital, but they were there when it started passing through and it passed through when I was at the ER and, um, and uh, they weren't treating me at the ER either. I was just laying in a bed with the nurse when it happened. Mm-hmm. And my husband, he was there because I made him take me. Right. Um, that time. <laughs> no, I called an ambulance because he wasn't home. I called an ambulance that time and he met me. He pulled up right as the ambulance got there and he got mad because I called an ambulance. Oh, wow. But, um, yeah. But uh, I got to the hospital and it passed in the room and then I just walked out. I was fine. I didn't want to wait anymore. It was like a Saturday night, you know, and. Mm-hmm. I was fine. And they hadn't helped me, assisted me in any way whatsoever. So there was no reason to even be there. Right. Because I'm <laughs> lying, not going to Lying in that bed for probably three, two hours after, like for about 30 minutes while it was hurting. And then after it passed, probably about 30 minutes. But it took a while to get to the point where it passed, you know? So it was, I was just in a lot of pain. Like, yeah. And um, yeah, when you're in that kind of pain, you, you see things too like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. You probably have too, right? And no. anesthesia. Anesthesia is a, something I have seen things with, uh, like like a hallucinogen anesthesia. The first I time I... Really? The only, well, the only yeah. time I really did was when I was um, having endoscopy when I was 21, I think. And um, I woke up in the middle of it. They didn't give me oh, nothing. No. So I guess that they just turned a bunch in. No, you know? girl, I woke up when it was down my throat. Like, nope. Was, nope. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, 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 thank you. <laughs> I just remember. I don't hardly remember it, but I do remember it. And then that I would be out, well, I guess I, this is before I really accepted the psychic side at all. Look, I was only 21 or 22. I think I was 21. And um I came out of there just like yelling at everybody, all the stuff. <laughs> like I yelled at the nurse before I went under the anesthesia, before the procedure, the nurse said, my name is so-and-so and my daughter's going to be named Lisa, like you. And I'm pregnant. You know, she's a baby. She pregnant, <laughs> pregnant belly. And um, I was like, that's great. And, and so she was really friendly and she talked and I told her I was in a band and I sang and she said, well, while we're down there, we'll take a picture of your vocal cords and I'll give it to you. Oh, cool. But we were getting along great. Anyway, I came out of that and I told her, you shouldn't have married Mike. You should have married Steve. This bit, you were you're with the wrong man. I don't know who Mike or Steve are. And I said, your baby's not going to be a girl. It's going to be a boy. You're going to name him Steven or something. I don't know. I just went on and on and on. And then every time someone came up to me, I was like, blah, 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 about their future and what themselves. I don't know (gasps) who or not. No one ever told me. They just had these expressions of like, and I didn't get my vocal cord picture. <laughs> Dang it. Out of all that, you that gave was me kind some of a good forced information. Quest. <laughs> that was a good psychic reading right there. And, and you need to get a picture of your vocal cord. a horrible cord. psychic reading. <laughs> no, I bet, no, I bet it was all accurate, though, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, bet but, you, uh, I bet you every bit of it was. Not for you, but for <laughs> me, I bet it was good. I don't know. That's interesting. Though. We'll never know, I guess. But um I, I bet just, she freaked out. I remember my mom was <laughs> in the waiting room. She, I remember her face. She just went, oh, like her mouth dropped and her, she got real, like kind of scared. 
And yeah, because uh, right. My mom was with me, and when I got back to the room, I said to her, "Mom, the malls are melting. It's like I'm tripping on mushrooms." Your <laughs> <laughs> mom love that. Yeah, she, never, she never brought it up again, but um, <laughs> I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, I don't know why, but um, so in that case, I did have a very. I, I can remember what things looked like. Everything was had halos of pink and blue and purple and yellow like halos around people like I guess there were ores and there were like bubbles of colors floating around and the walls were melting you know yeah. <laughs> so That's um crazy that that awakened you from that point didn't it oh I I had been sick all my life uh, I wasn't awakened I'm not awakened not I don't, like, I'm not, so I'm talking I, about with your with your ability I think no, I'd already had the psychic it? stuff going on you did. Um, it, just, it just amplified it. Yeah, I was surprised by it, but it made me really curious to explore more. Like, how did I do that? And it felt, I remember the feeling like I knew these things, you know, but I wasn't me. It was like I was a messenger, you know? Yeah, that's a good way to put Hard it. Hard way to explain it, yeah. No, like you were the messenger. You were trying to yeah. tell the people what was going but on. But it wasn't me, though, because I was not myself because I was under all these... Right. Know, anesthesia. So it felt like I was just saying I couldn't filter. I wasn't. It was like something. Yeah, you weren't filtering at all. Me. It was more like something was talking through me, but it was still me doing it. You know, I, I had no choice. They were just talking through me, you know. Like a medium, kind of. It was, yeah, like channeling, kind of. Yeah. But I was there and aware. Usually, right. from what I understand of people who channel, um, they're not always aware of what they're doing. Some, not, some might be and some might not be, I think is how, it, but most people don't know because the spirit takes over. Right. You know. I, I mean, remember. I would think that they wouldn't be aware, but I, I've never had it happen. I've never done it. Never known anybody to do it. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I think that we had a guest. Uh, yeah. Corby. Yeah, we it? did. Corby, yeah. I think it was. Or was, was that who it was? Who she said so. she, yeah, she, cha- she said she'd just sit back and get her ego out of the way. And right. Ego had to leave. I don't want to let a spirit. <laughs> I don't either. I, I'd be afraid they'd stay. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Look, this is comfortable. They won't stay in my body. They'll be like, ow. No, they, no, they would be like, get the fuck away from this woman over here. I don't want her either. Maybe I'll use her to get to somebody else. Yeah, we don't need we, uh, these two to get to someone healthy. Yeah. I'm just a user. <laughs> body abuser. Body abuser. No, that would be my fear. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could actually get to that point where I could totally give out away all the ego and let I think that's why it happened like that with the anesthesia because I I think so too that's what we're getting at yeah yeah and I think maybe that's the point yeah I think that may be the point of drugs in uh, a spirit quest or a vision quest to get that ego out of the way or get the you know the decisions we think about our decisions usually (laughs) you know and right if I'm on like when I was taking when I had that anesthesia at the hospital um, I didn't think about anything I was saying. It was just blah, 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 you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I think that it, it did totally take away any inhibitions. And that's what ego is about, kind of, your inhibitions. It is. And um, your fears and your hopes and you, <laughs> you in general. And See, I'm, I'm, and that makes so much sense because, you know, when I've been put under before, when I've had surgeries, I have a fear that I'm going to say something like that I'm not supposed to say or hurt somebody's feelings or get out of line. I have that like huge fear. So when I do go under, 
I think that my brain is still trying to control what's going on around me. Unlike when it happened with you, you were just like, Oh, free fall. But I maybe, had no choice. Ooh. Right. Right. But I try to control so much. You do. That I can't let it go in order for it to control me. Yeah. Yeah. If that yeah. makes any sense. I don't think I could in my normal state. That's the no. only time something like that has happened that I know. But I of. can't even do it in that state is what I'm saying. So you were lucky enough to open. Well, I think they up. gave me a ton of anesthesia when I woke up in this procedure. I think he gave me too much. Is that? Oh, because you had to have a second round of it. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, put you're right. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of it. Because that never happened any other time I've been under. Oh, that makes sense. That makes a lot more sense. That's why I talked about waking up in the middle, because that's why I think. Yeah, that's why they had to do that. Okay, I'm with you now. I'm with you. Well, yeah, listeners, we don't recommend this. No, (laughs) no anesthesia. No. No. And don't go out and do some crazy hallucinogenic drugs. We're talking about doing it with the shaman, doing it the right way. (laughs) Certainly not the wrong way. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend doing it the way my friend indicated. Do not. Make your own. No. He's a mad scientist, I guess. Yeah, don't do that. That's bad. No, don't make your own. That's not good. That's probably illegal. <laughs> yeah, it's called illegal and it's not good. No. You know, I wonder where you would have to go to search to do on one of these retreats. I guess you could look online. There. Oh, well, my friends had in Phoenix had told me to go to the one that Roxanne went to in Peru. And it was $2,000 at that time, which was 2005, I think. Wow. And um, the whole trip with the flight included and everything was two thousand dollars. And uh, they all thought I should go because uh, they all thought I was crazy and bad because they were bad friends. Yeah, I I mean, I didn't. They were. I wasn't a great person. I mean, I I was kind of just very negative mindset. I was very sick too, and uh, they all wanted to help me, but. They wanted to by taking away things from me and putting other things in me. You know, they told me to stop taking my medication. Oh, no, you can't and do that to somebody. Well, they they did this for four years, so I stopped taking my medication. And so oh, like, no. Uh, psychotic That's not good. Again, psychotic break, yeah. So I just, you know, I listened to them, and then I knew they were So they were, then they told me to go see the shaman. I was like, no. <laughs> no. I'm not listening to you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't trust anything they had to I say. I don't blame you. Advised me to do didn't work, you know. No. And they didn't know anything about. It. And that's when I realized, you know, they really don't know what I experienced whatsoever, and nobody does, you know, as far as the sickness and the the psychic stuff at the yeah, same that's time. So sad, yeah. you know. Um. Well, I got out of there. <laughs> you did, girl. Desert. The desert down in Phoenix in that valley. Uh, that just being outside for ten minutes will put you in a spirit quest. Yeah, you start spirit starts going and you fall down, go boom. (laughs) I don't really think that the the spirit levels are higher in different places like that, don't you? Maybe, maybe. I think that there are different like planes that have higher energy levels than other planes. I agree. There are ley lines that some people talk about that go across and like Sedona. When I was in Arizona, Sedona was north of Phoenix. Um, some of you listeners may have heard of Sedona. Um, it's a metaphysical community in Arizona. It's got, it has these big red mountains. It's got all red. And I think and the first time I was supposed to amplify his vortexes. And we've talked about vortexes with some guests mm-hmm. before. Yeah. The vortex is like an extremely powerful set energy center. And the ones in the ones in Sedona are supposed to bring out 
whatever feeling you're having and amplify it. But the whole time I was in Phoenix, I was miserable. So every time I went to Sedona, I was miserable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I would blame it on the rocks, but it could have been the energy of vortexes, you know, bringing out my sadness, bringing out my anxiety, all the things I need to deal with. Yes, it could have been. You know, yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, yeah, I think that you would want to go to a high energy place when you, if you did decide to do something like that, I would. I think it'd be good if, if you're pretty stable. But if you're going for a like you know emotional issue that you, you you're taking medication for or anything, I don't think it would fix it. Maybe it could for a little while. You need a professional though. But like you sure. had said before the podcast, listeners, I told her about um, the shaman in Peru trip and how people like a year later don't feel as like it's all gone. The the energy and the good attitude and stuff. You know, a little while later, it's all gone. And Misty said, "Well, maybe you should do it once a year. Then you know, do yeah. Something. What's what I'm it thinking?" Is. What is it that coming back from that, what takes it away? You know, what, what takes the, the, the fi- finding yourself feeling away the, re- the rest of the world? Constant, it's a constant want, I think. And we, we also want that feeling. And, and I like, think in society, it just takes it from us. It drains us from us. They don't, some people don't want you to have happiness. No. Because they want happiness. Gotta fight for it. It. They get mad at you for it. <laughs> yeah, you've got to fight for happiness for yeah. sure. I totally believe that you've got to have the right frame of mind and you got to be strong. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm thinking that if you do do a retreat, do it once a year, then if that's what it takes, then I that's what be I would cool. Once a year, like find yourself vision quest. I think it'd be fun to do. Yeah. And, but not with ayahuasca. <laughs> now, you know, if I was younger, if I were 26 and I had different friends who would all go with right. me, common, you know, right. <laughs> right. And you know, help me, that'd be different. But, you know, um, it was not a fix-all, you know? No, nothing is a fix-all. It also goes back to our habits of how we've been all our life and why when I'm sick now with a fever, especially, I will go back to those old patterns of thinking, you know, like, what's the point of life? You know, why am I here? What am I doing any of this for? You know, and, uh, or, you know, any, what do I, what do I want to do? I don't want to do anything. There's something wrong with me. Yes, you're sick. (laughs) You have a fever. I go back in that circle and then I'll have to snap myself off somewhere and be like, you're doing that old habit again. So I think stopping yourself. So that's, that's the good thing is you can recognize it and you can stop it. Well, I, usually I act out a little bit and then I recognize it. Right, <laughs> yeah. Get it all out, girl. <laughs> and then blame it on that. That's yeah. how we do it. <laughs> We're women. We can do that, right? Yes, we can. We can do whatever we want. We're women. All right. That's right. <laughs> we tower. We tower. Like oh. the card. At the yeah, like the card. <laughs> so, Miss, <laughs> do you have any advice to the listeners? To, if yeah, well, I definitely, like I said earlier, I would definitely research this before you decide to do it. And I definitely would not say to do it, you know, with just any kind of psychedelic drug. That is not what we're saying at all. Do it's not just do that. We are not saying that at all. Um, we're just saying doing do it in a professional way. Have, you know, a shaman or something to guide you through it. Otherwise, you could have a really bad trip. Or someone who's been on a Keep spirit a quest. Or someone who's been on a spirit quest and then you're yeah. not taking anything. You just go out in the woods, you know, yeah. or go to the beach or go. Not, get away. It's always in nature where they do this. Like yes. the shaman in Peru did it on the top of a mountain. Yeah. And, and do that. And 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 um, and um, also I would highly suggest don't bring any negative people with you. I don't care if it's a marriage and you two are, you know, constantly at each other and you're trying to fix it. 
it's not going to fix. <laughs> Don't right. bring any negativity into the spiritual journey with you. You need to do it by yourself. I agree with that. You know, no negative. They, they need to figure out their own stuff and you need to figure out yours. Right. So you're not going to do it trying to figure it out together if you can't figure out your own individuality, you know. Good point. Or, or if they have a problem with your individuality. Right. <laughs> I mean, that could be a really bad trip. Could you yeah. imagine? I mean, yeah. You, you did this to me and da 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 da. <laughs> yeah, it'd be marriage counseling. <laughs> yeah, that would be horrible. So don't think that's a good idea because it's not. Do it by yourself. Start with a good friend that loves you. Yeah. You know, and, and can take care of you. And maybe one day me and Lisa will do it and we'll, we can tell you all about it yes yes if we do have a journey um a spirit quest or a vision quest you'll be the first to hear about yeah, it will. <laughs> well, we will we could do it live but i don't know <laughs> i don't want to find no. myself in front of a bunch of people no no <laughs> i'm not I gonna go that where way. i am <laughs> no 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 Nothing I would do would make any sense to anybody anyway. So, <laughs> but me and Lisa. It would to me. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be it. So listeners, uh, thank you as always for listening. Misty, thank you again for doing a podcast with me last minute. Thank and you. we want to say happy Thanksgiving to those who celebrate. And be thankful. And be thankful. Great gratitude. And I want to thank sponsor Everclear. Everclear is an advice app and a website everclear.com where you can get advice from psychics and empaths so you can get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve you deserve it you deserve it. you do and um lastly uh i'll thank myself <laughs> just kidding <laughs> i want to thank lisa for all the hard work that she puts into this podcast and all the time that she puts into this podcast guys because she puts in a lot of hard work and time into it and she loves the listeners she loves everybody and i just want to say thank you lisa well, I'm gonna cry, Misty. Gosh, I know. Thank you. It all out. Oh my god! All this shaman talks got me going. Oh my goodness, Mal. Well, thank you, Misty, and thank you, Everclear. Thank you, listeners, and I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I don't know if we'll have a podcast before Thanksgiving. If we do, surprise. If not, yes. have a great one. If you celebrate, and thank you as always. Goodbye. Peace Bye. out.